This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sports Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Lucy Watkin. It's Tuesday, the 20th of September. In your sport today, Buddy signs on for one more year. Mario Fenix battle with CTE. Cameron Smith lives it up and it's swooping season. This is your sport today. We start with the big Aussie rules news last night that Lance Buddy Franklin will play on next year. Franklin ended all the speculation about his future with just two words – one more. Loose as a Swans fan, how are you feeling about this? Well, initially I was very concerned that one more only meant one <laughs> more game. But when I found out it was one more year, I was very, very happy. And it did catch everyone by surprise while everyone was watching the Queen's funeral. Franklin is in the last year of his mega nine-year, $10 million deal with the Swans. And there's been talk about where he'll play next year as far back as round two after he kicked his 1,000th goal. Reports say he was unhappy with an offer of $500,000 a season and was considering playing for another club or retiring. But he put all that speculation to bed in last night's statement, which was a bit reminiscent of basketball legend Michael Jordan's comeback from retirement in 1995. Jordan's press release just said, I'm back. But he went for one more. So it'll be 10 seasons <laughs> for Franklin at the Swans next year when he turns 36 in January. 36 years young, loose. He's my age, still going around pretty well. Uh, he was one of Sydney's best in the one-point win over the Pies on a Saturday to get into the grand final. He's got lots of experience in grand finals but hasn't had a win for a while. Now, this will be Buddy's sixth grand final with the Hawks. He won two in 2008 and 2013 and lost one in 2012. With the Swans, he's lost two in 2014 against Hawthorne in his first season in Sydney and then again in 2016. He's kicked 11 goals and nine behinds in those five grand finals and one of his grand final wins was against Geelong in 2008. If he stays fit next year, he'll play his 350th game. He'll be the 22nd person to do that and he'll also pass Doug Wade in fourth spot on the list of most VFL AFL goals. What a career it's been for Buddy, and we'll get to see him go around one more time, not just one more match loose. Uh, we'll hear more <laughs> about his decision today when he speaks to the media from around 9:15 a.m. this morning. Concussion in sport is a real hot topic and it's in the spotlight again, almost literally. This week, Channel 7 News Spotlight program featured former NRL player Mario Fennec in his battle with CTE and Luce, the results are pretty alarming. Yeah, Fennec was one of the toughest players of his generation through the 80s and 90s when almost anything went on the footy field. Fennec was hit in the head countless times and in 2013 was diagnosed with CTE, which is the degenerative brain disease caused by repeated head knocks. Fennec is 60, but specialists say his brain resembles an 80-year-old with CTE. His memory is fading. He needs his wife, Rebecca's help with day-to-day tasks, and specialists say it won't be long before he needs full-time care. All contact sports have stepped up their efforts to prevent head injuries. The NRL, for example, has an independent doctor watching each match and can call players from the field to be assessed for concussion. Yep, it's a big talking point and it's a big focus for all contact sports, not just here in Australia but overseas in leagues like the NFL. Um, you can watch that spotlight feature on Finnick for free on 7 Plus. I'll put a link to it in the episode notes. 
To golf now, Cameron Smith is back in the winner's circle. Smith won his first tournament on the Live Golf Tour and loose. It earned him quite the payday. Yeah, he's taking home just under $6 million, which is the biggest paycheck of his career, more than what he earned by winning the Players' Championship and the British Open this year. Smith reportedly signed on with the Breakaway Tour for $140 million, so the prize money might not be a huge motivator for him, but he said he wanted to win to prove to himself and some other people that he was still a great player. He started the third and final round two shots clear, and by the end, one by three for his first win on the live tour in only his second start. Yeah, he didn't waste much time getting that first trophy. Only three live events left this year. Then Smith will be heading home to Australia for a short break before he competes in the Australian PGA and the Australian Open in November and December. Today's trivia question brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile. Who won the last Australian Open golf tournament? This one hasn't been held for a while because of COVID loose. Uh, give us a clue as to the last winner. Well, he's also a live golfer. I'll give you another clue. He's also Australian. Narrowing it down for you. Uh, Find out the answer at the end of the show. Let's head back to AFL for a sec because the vote for the team in Tassie is now only a few weeks away. The 18 clubs had a meeting yesterday and were given the business case for the new team. AFL CEO Gil McLaughlin said it confident but loose. There's still the new stadium to get over the line. Yeah, that one seems to be the sticking point. McLaughlin said yesterday that there were 11 boxes that need to be ticked. 10 of them have been, and the last one is the new stadium. It's set to be a 23,000-seated roof stadium in Macquarie Point in the CBD of Hobart. The Tasmanian government has pitched in half the cash, which is estimated to be about $750 million. And McLaughlin says the federal government hasn't been asked to stump up anything. Reports say only three or four club presidents are against a team in Tassie, but McLaughlin says it will only get the green light if the whole league is in it together. We've come so far now, Loose. We should find out pretty soon as well. The clubs now have two or three weeks to look over it all and then they'll all vote. So we'll find out very, very shortly if Tassie does get that team. Let's head to the States now where there's a record-breaking season in the Major League Baseball very much in progress. New York Yankees slugger Aaron Judge is on track to set the record for the most home runs in a season loose. This guy hits the ball a long, long time. Long way. And he makes it look very, very easy. (laughs) Judge hit his 58th and 59th home runs of the season yesterday to put him two runs behind the American League record held by former Yankee Roger Maris from the 1961 season. Majors is split into two conferences, the American League and the National League, so Judge will need 15 more homers to set a new overall record for the most homers in a single season. That record of 73 is held by Barry Bonds in 2001, but Bonds' record has a bit of an asterisk because he's admitted to using steroids during his career. Judge is averaging a home run every 2.4 games and with 16 games left, he's on track to get 65 or 66. So Maris's record is in his sights. It sure is, and he could break it on his home field because the Yankees' next six games are at Yankees Stadium. It's been one heck of a season. If you're an American sports fan, you'll hear all about this if and when Judge breaks that record. If you tuned in yesterday, you'll know the Road Cycling World Championships are underway in the New South Wales south coast city of Wollongong. Uh, If the riders don't have enough to deal with being professional athletes, they've got some very protective local residents coming after them. Loose, it's swooping season. 
it's the scariest time of the year for anyone. I can't imagine doing it going very, very fast on a bike as well. It's spring, and as we mentioned, it's magpie swooping season all over the country, especially in Wollongong. There is a sign warning the riders about the swooping magpies, but it still caught some of the best riders off guard. Belgian rider Remco Evenpeel is one of the best in the world. He won the Tour of Spain this year, and he said he's been swooped, and then it's terrifying. But it's not just the visiting riders either. Aussie Grace Brown says she's been swooped twice and she's pretty scared of them. And I really think we missed an opportunity to train the magpies to only swoop the international <laughs> riders. I know. That would have been home field advantage taken to a whole new level, Lusa. <laughs> I remember getting swooped as a kid and it is absolutely awful, terrifying. Uh, one rider joked about putting an antenna on his helmet but conceded it's not great for aerodynamics. So I think they might just have to put up with it for a little bit longer. Time for Catch This. Uh, we've got some cricket happening overnight. At midnight tonight, Australia plays India in the first of their three T20 internationals. This one's at Mahali. We might see the debut of Tim David, the big hitter who plays for the Hobart Hurricanes and the Big Bash, uh, an exciting player. That one's from midnight. Watch it on Foxtel and KO if you're up. If not, we'll bring you the result tomorrow morning. Uh, to today's trivia question, brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile, we want to know who was the last player to win the Men's Australian Open Golf Tournament. It has been played since 2019. Loose, your clue was that this guy is a live golfer, and I chipped in with that he's an Australian live golfer. Who is it? It is Matt Jones. Yep, Matt Jones won it in 2019. He's actually won it twice. He won it first in 2015. All right, that is us done. Uh, we've got only four shows for us this week because we've got that Thursday public holiday off. So we'll be back tomorrow, listener, and we'll wrap up the week on Friday. But have a great day. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll catch you then.